Well, good morning. <coughs> Excuse me. Just curious, how many of you at church have a prayer list? How many? Okay. Most everybody does. I, I, I brought the one from our church, and I just kind of did a, uh, a brief overview of it. There's 124 people on this list. Uh, there's divided up into categories. There's long-term prayers. There's about 20 people there. Those actively fighting illness. There's about seven people on that list. Armed services. These are people from our church that are in the military. There's uh, uh, four of those. Children in need of prayers. Some special needs there. There's uh, about a dozen there. And then special request. That's where the other 90 or so are listed. And I just kind of did an overview of them. Most of them, I don't know everyone on the list because these are church members, these are relatives of church members, these are friends of church members, you know, just anybody that, that a church member wanted to put on the list is on the list. So I don't know them all, probably don't know about half of them, uh, but they are mostly probably people with health issues. Uh, but looking over it, there are some with uh, emotional issues. There's some uh, grieving, loss of a loved one. Uh, there's one recent one, there's a house fire destroyed their house. There's uh, several missionaries on this list. And uh, there's some, I know, that are spiritual needs, praying for people that, that are lost. Uh, so I, 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 I hadn't done that in a while, looking over our prayer list and looking at the categories and actually reading every name. So I hope you do that. I, I, I'll confess, I don't do it all the time. But I think it's good when somebody asks for prayer that we at least acknowledge and, and, and pray for. Uh, today's uh, study is, is related to prayer. Uh, paragraph 4, uh, let's find paragraph 3 here. We're going to read paragraph 3 because last week it was on prayer and Dr. Erickson did a good job uh, discussing that paragraph. And, oh, it's right here. So let, and since this naturally follows up, I'm going to read paragraph 3 and then we're going to read paragraph 4 together that's on your worksheet. This is from the Second London Baptist Confession. So paragraph three, last week, prayer with thanksgiving being one part of natural worship is by God required of all men. But that they may be accepted, it, must, it is to be made in the name of the Son, by the help of the Spirit, according to His will, with understanding, reverence, humility, fervency, faith, love, and perseverance and when with others in a known tongue. So that's sort of our foundation for this week. Paragraph 4 uh, is on your, your uh, worksheet. So let's, let's read this paragraph together. Let's read it aloud together. Prayer is to be made for lawful things and for all kinds of people who are alive now or will live later. But prayer should not be made for the dead, nor those known to have sinned, the sin that leads unto death. Alright, uh, so this paragraph tells us some things to pray for, and it also tells us some things that, that we should not pray for. So let's start with those. 
we'll, we'll start with what we shouldn't pray for and then we'll go to, to actually uh, pray for some things that we should. Oh, by the way, I've asked some of you to, to read, so I will let you know in advance when it's time to come up. So whoever has Second Samuel need to be making your way up, up this direction. Uh, first thing we're not to pray for is for the dead. Why do you think that's in there? Okay, exactly. I'm, it, this is obviously included as a re reaction to the Roman Catholic practice of prayer for the dead. I mean, it's, it's obvious that that's what it's there for. Talking you know, the, the whole deal about purgatory and and uh, how you know that basically I think their belief is that that nobody's fit for heaven when they die. You know, you, you have some kind of sin, uh, and so you're not fit to get into heaven. So you need to go to this purgatory place and and you know kind of get better I guess however and part of the way you can do that is people who are living can pray for you and do all kinds of things to help you but we know the Bible actually t teaches you know that it wants to die and after this is judgment in, in Hebrews uh, the passage that the paragraph uh, quoted is from 2nd Samuel uh, chapter 12 so whoever has that come on, come on up and read it Second Samuel chapter 12, starting in verse 21, the word of the Lord says, Then a servant said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you rose and ate food. He said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now... He is dead. Why shall why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Thank you. And of course, obviously, that was uh, David uh, speaking, and he you know prayed for the the child while he was alive. But after he died, he knew you know that he would seem he would go to him, but he's not coming back. Um, so we're not to pray for the dead. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these things that we're not to pray for. But the next one is going to be 1 John 5, 16. So whoever, whoever has that, be ready to come on up. And the second exception is for those known to have sinned the sin unto death. And I asked Dr. Holmes why he gives me the hardest <laughs> scripture. Because if you look this up in commentaries, everyone begins, this is an extremely difficult passage. <laughs> So, artists, studied, and oh. education. Okay, well, I, 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 I ask others to, to help me with it. Let's read the passage first. Come, come on, let's read the passage, and then I'm going to give just a very brief commentary on it. First John chapter five verse sixteen says this: If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death. He shall ask, and God will for him give life to those who commit sin, not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should make request for this. Alright, so <clears throat> it is a difficult passage. And I've, I've asked several of our my colleagues to help me with this. And frankly, they weren't a lot of help. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 
you know, Dr. Helwig did give me a commentary that really, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good, but still, the commentary did not, uh, it, it kept saying it's difficult and there's, there's a, uh, what was, you know, when he gives, even gives his explanation, he still says, it still leaves a number of points that have to be cleared up. But, you know, this is five pages on that one verse. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to read a couple of sentences here and we're going to be done with it for this session. <laughs> we could spend weeks on this, I'm sure. But uh, here, uh, and this is from the commentary by uh, I. Howard Marshall, New International Commentary on the New Testament. Uh, he said, uh, first of all, at one point, uh, talking about John, he obviously could assume that his audience knew what he was writing about, and therefore he had no need to explain what he meant. So that's why we don't have an explanation. John knew his people would know it, but we, you know, that was a long time ago. Then he goes on and he turns mostly from his commentary, which I like, uh, because he talks about the context of the, the book of 1 John. It doesn't go to a lot of different, well, I mean, he, he talks about the different verses and different possibilities, but from the context of 1 John is what uh, he, he gives his conclusion here. So here's the conclusion. Sin that leads to death is deliberate refusal to believe in Jesus Christ, to follow God's commands, and to love one's brothers. And he, he talked about all of these things earlier in the book. He goes and says it leads to death because it includes a deliberate refusal to believe in the one who alone can give life, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So by contrast, sins that do not lead to death are those which are committed unwittingly and do not involve rejection of God uh, and His way of salvation. So the sinner is overcome by temptation against his will. He still wants to love God and his neighbor. He still believes in Jesus Christ and still longs to be freed from sin. So it says, This explanation of the two kinds of sin meant by John gives a satisfactory meaning to the passage, but it still leaves a number of points to be cleared up, which we're not going to try to clear up today. <laughs> okay, so those are two things that the, the paragraph tells us not to pray for. Well, let's go to uh, what we can pray for then, what we should pray for. Um, It says lawful things and all kinds of people. Okay, two, two things there on your worksheet. You'll see uh, I'm, I only left three, three uh, blanks for each one of those. Uh, there's going to be a lot that we're going to look at in just a few moments. But the plan is I've selected several passages of Scripture because where else do you go for lawful things? You know, you go to God's Word. God's Word will tell us some things that we can pray for. It will also give us an indication of, of uh, some of the kinds of people that we will pray for. So what we're going to do, I've asked a few people to read some passages. And as they come up and read, I want you to, to you don't have to jot down everything, but if a lawful thing you know, comes out, write that down. If a uh, kind of person comes out, write that down. And like I say, you don't have to try to do all. I only left you three blanks for each one. You can do more, uh, but try to do at least three as we go through this. Just okay, everybody clear on what we're doing? 
All right, so first we're going to read the passage here. We're going to read the First Timothy 2 passage. So whoever has that, come on up. And then we'll do Matthew 6 after that. So. First Timothy chapter 2. I exhort therefore that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is the good and for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men come to be saved and to come to unto the knowledge of the truth. Okay, so did you see some things to pray for? What are some things that we could glean from that passage? Okay, that's people. Okay. Yeah. People, kings. Salvation. Okay, salvation. Of, of, yeah, of all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not in that passage. What else? Okay, giving of thanks. Yeah, he, he starts out with like four different things. Supplications. What are those? Just ask, you know, asking. Supplication means asking, asking for something. Uh, prayers is is uh, it's what it means. You know, prayers uh, uh, could mean. I kind of looked that up. It could mean a, a verbal prayer, a spoken prayer. Uh, intercessions. What are those? Yeah, praying for others. Yeah, others' needs, and then giving of thanks. I think somebody already mentioned that. We'll give give thanks. Uh, Okay, so, and people, we've mentioned kings. Any other kind of people mentioned there? The lost, of course, for salvation. What else? Okay, authorities, yeah. Okay, so we got a few there. Let's do the, uh, what did I say next? Matthew 6. We all know this, but let's read it anyway. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 15. And pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Thank you. Alright, so what are some things in that passage to pray for? Sorry. Provision. Provision. Okay. Yeah. God's will be done. Yeah. Okay. God's kingdom to come. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. Deliverance from evil. Honoring God's name. Is that what you said? Yeah. 
anything else. Okay, forgiveness. I think that was mentioned. Uh, okay. Against uh, strength, against temptation. Yeah. Any kinds of people in there? Okay, debtors, people. All right, let's do the next one. Next one will be uh, Third John, chapter one, and then Colossians will be after that. So, who has Third John? Come on up. Third John, verses one and two. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. Okay, what are some things to pray for from that verse? Okay, prosperity. But there's two kinds of prosperity, right? Yeah, both both physical, I guess. Just health, you know, and yeah, health and spirit, as your spirit prospers. So there's two kinds there. And of course, who was he talking about? You know, a beloved brother. So uh, yeah, pray for your brothers. Pray for each other. All right, Colossians chapter one, I believe. Colossians uh, 1, verse 9 through 14. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you. All right, some good things in there to pray for, right? Name some of them. Wisdom. Okay. Knowledge. Knowledge. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Okay. Walking in the manner worthy of the Lord. Okay. Walk in the manner worthy of the Lord. Okay. Spiritual maturity. Okay. Endurance. Okay. Endurance. Okay. Sorry, be pleasing. Okay. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Any people mentioned? Kinds of people, or who? Who would be the kinds of people that this would be uh, related to? Okay. Church, Christians, believers, right? Okay, see, see what we're doing here? 
There are many, many other passages. Obviously, there's uh, prayers in scriptures, passage related to prayer. But this is how we find lawful things. You know, th you know these kind of things that that it is lawful for us to to pray for. And people, now we've already had all kinds of people, so that pretty much covers everybody, doesn't it? But you know, we have them in these categories. But you know, we need to be personal sometimes too. You know, we we need if we you know if we know their names, you know, we need to pray for them by name. Um, if we don't know their names, we still pray for them. Uh, this I found. I only got part of it here. I found this. Uh, just did a search on the internet for what to pray for, and you know, there's a lot of websites that'll tell you what to pray for. You know, but this this just kind of gives you an idea of some of the kind of things that uh, you can pray for. The, the, let me just read. The, by the way, this is from a blog called DigitalMomBlog.com. So I'm not. I'm just letting you know. I don't want to plagiarize. I'm just letting you know where I got this list. There's some things here I cut out because it wasn't exactly lawful things. But here's some things that I think are lawful. Okay, here's people to pray for. Your spouse, your mom, your dad, your kids, siblings, aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, step-parents, uh, in-laws, uh, neighbors, especially the ones you don't talk to. Uh, Maybe your school janitor, your kids' teachers, uh, co-workers, leadership at work, uh, local government, your pastor, local, uh, what was it, oh, the state government, federal government, uh, then your kids' friends, your kids' parents, uh, local firemen, therapist, police department, the person mowing your lawn, especially if it's your spouse, uh, your church, the person who cuts you off in traffic, that's always fun to pray for. Uh, I, I tell you, some, sometimes somebody cuts me off in traffic, it's hard to pray for that person. Uh, mostly I end up praying, Lord, don't protect the other person down the road and let, not let this guy hurt him. <laughs> that's the cl closest I can get to praying for the, the one who cuts me off. But still, pray for the one who cuts you off. Pray for your doctors. Uh, pray for the person who stole your space in the parking lot. Pray for... Uh, Okay, we had this at church, I mean, just last Sunday. Pray for a mom with a screaming child. Uh, pray for the dad of the screaming child. Uh, pray for uh, someone you need to forgive. That was in one of our verses. Um, pray for a friend that's ill. Pray, pray for a person who hasn't forgiven you. Pray, I'm skipping through a lot of these. Pray, pray for uh, your waitress or waiter. Pray for the IT department. Pray for uh, uh, your your Walmart greeter. Even is on here. So there's a lot. There's over a hundred of these here. But it kind of gives you an idea. You know, think the people that you need to pray for. Um, what we're going to do as we close, just a few minutes left. But I want us to just take. I want you to look at your list and make it as personal as possible. You know, like if if you have have the lost on there. Think of someone you know who may be lost and pray for them, their salvation. If you have health, prosperity on there, think of someone that you know that is ill. If you have someone who's lost a loved one, pray for someone you know who's lost a loved one. 
if you have authorities on your list, you know, pray for the president, or the governor, or the, the mayor, someone you know, uh, their name at least. And pray for salvation, pray for healing, pray for wisdom, and uh, just just take a moment and and do that. We'll do that short prayer. And then at the very end, I want us to just kind of pair up into two or three people and don't spend a lot of time doing this, but, but tell the other person a prayer need that you might have. Uh, James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So if you, if you have a need... You know, just just let whoever it doesn't matter who it is, two or three people. Just you know, you don't have to confess sins, but just say you have a need. Uh, if you want to get specific, you can. But then just pray for each other. You can kind of move around in here if you want to. But when you finish doing that, you're you know, we're dismissed. So let first of all, let's just take a moment of silent prayer. Look at your lists and and think of somebody specific to pray for. Heavenly Father, we do. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. And we thank you that, that you do listen to our prayers. So I just pray you'll listen to our prayers right now. Okay, now get with one or two other people and you're free to move around in here if you want to. And just, again, take about five minutes and pray for each other. Just one specific request to be, be good enough. So go ahead and do that right now. And then you're dismissed.